0: Mm-hmm. 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 Spooky season. I love spooky season. The pumpkins, the changing of leaves, the murdering, the ghosting. It's my favorite time of the year.
1: Hi, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will, and today, in case you can't tell, we are talking about Halloween. Can a Christian celebrate Halloween? But if you haven't already, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And if you listen on audio, please go to our audio and leave us a five-star review there. It'll be majorly helpful for us. Uh, It lets people know that you're interested. Um, For some reason, though, to my iTunes listeners, if you look up The Church Split, it's not showing our logo. It's not syncing that. And I don't know why. We got to get to the bottom of it. But I apologize. We look a little janky there. So today, we are talking about Halloween. And for some reason, I kind of wore like like a Freddy Krueger shirt? That wasn't intentional. But hey, we are here for the nightmare of Elm Street. Just kidding. We're here for the church split. But moving forward. So we know in the Bible that God does not want us to worship him like the pagans do. Deut- uh, Deuteronomy 12, 30 31 says, take care that you be not ensnared to follow them after they have been destroyed before you and that you do not inquire about their gods, saying, how did these nations serve their gods that I also may do the same? You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every way abominable, for every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. For they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire for their gods. So clearly, these are bad people, right? These are bad people. They they sacrifice their children. He's saying, hey, don't worship me like them. Don't bring their methodology of worshiping their false gods in with me. So, but when it talks about pagans, I reference pagans. What are pagans? Well. These are people who worship other gods. Uh, they usually worship nature, perhaps, or other worldly spirits, things along that nature. And yes, there are pagans still today. Now, granted, paganism was, the, was a large is a large broad, large broad brush. Whew, I need words, man. I'm having a hard time here. It's a large, large broad brush of uh, a group of people across the world, especially in ancient times. Most most cultures were pagan. And when they are, there are actually pagans still today as well. There are pagans today. In fact, I interacted with one about 30 minutes ago, which was weird. They popped up on my Facebook and I thought that was kind of funny. But anyway, uh, today we're talking specifically about October 31st which is Halloween. Now, granted, most of you already know what Halloween is. If you don't know what Halloween is, I'm not exactly sure why you're here. But uh, so anyway, Halloween is, you know, celebrated oftentimes around the world. Now, if you go to back over 2000 years ago, uh, there's this pagan festival called Samhain, and that's the Gaelic word for it, Samhain, and it's spelled like Samhain or Samhain, uh, but Gaelic, you know, they don't, they pronounce things weird. It's Gaelic. What do you want? So these people get together. They'd put on bonfires, they'd sacrifice different creatures, and they'd wear costumes to ward off ghosts, fill skulls with a candle to ward off ghosts, and all sorts of stuff. And on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. Now again, this is a Celtic belief. Now if you go back into most any pagan culture you can find all sorts of stuff and oddly enough there's a lot of things around the October November that deal with kind of the same themes and also connecting it with the harvest and a lot of other of those themes. So it's really interesting when you just go back and you see the fact that some so many cultures are interconnected in such a way. And in the 8th century though Pope Gregory the 3rd designated November 1st as the time to honor all saints and this became known as All Saints Day. I'm trying to blast these facts at you. There's I'm not going to get really deep but trying to get through. So All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions even of Samhain. So so the evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and later it became Halloween. And this was, you know, Halloween eventually evolved into a day of various activities like trick-or-treating. You're dealing with, you know, what is that one where you're dunking for apples. Anyway, uh, carving jack-o'-lanterns, various uh, get-togethers and festivals, uh, dining, wearing costumes, eating treats, things like that. So, when you go all the way back and it's like, okay, there's people basically dancing naked around a fire, making sacrifices and warding off evil spirits and then it eventually kind of gets hijacked by the Catholic Church and into a day that they honored the saints the day after and the day before was just kind of a, a general harvest festival. And the point is, is that we see Halloween evolve. Now, the thing is, is sometimes Americans don't think of it this way because our our nation is so young in comparison to other nations. But other nations have strong pagan roots all in their cultures. And for us, we mostly have patriotism and rebellion (laughs) in ours. So uh, as Americans, it's it's slightly different because I think we sometimes have a hard time understanding that some of these ancient holidays evolved over time and are still interconnected into your culture and you might not even know it. Uh, And so Americans, I think, have a harder time with this than a lot of Europeans. A lot of Europeans, they look around and they even see ancient structures all around them that their cities have been built around or built near, and then go see how all these things are interconnected. So, uh, my uh, one of my closest friends, he Andrew, he's been on here before. He's from Ireland, and it's really interesting just talking about how you know so so many of those things still impact the the world today that they live in. But as the beliefs and customs of different. European ethnic groups got together and combined with the American Indians, it really meshed into something that uh, Halloween became something that is distinctly American and different than anything else. So this began to emerge. Um, And the first celebrations in like colonial America, when it worked its way over here, were like what they were called play parties, which were various events that held to celebrate, like, celebrate the. the harvest. Uh, Your neighbors would get together, they would share stories about their past loved ones, they would tell each other their fortunes, they would Dance and sing, and you know it was this whole night activity that they all got together and did this thing. So, in the late 1800s, the, the, that's where it moved into America and began to mold into Halloween more into a holiday with your community, like we see today, where you know kids get together and neighbors get together and they talk about ghosts, they uh, do pranks and all that. And it, and but then it's turned and changed after about the turn of the century. Halloween parties for both children and adults became more and more common um, and it was more of a common day to celebrate with your community over time. And these parties typically focus on various games, foods of the season like candy corn. They saw me pouring and people either love or hate candy corn. Uh, Maybe uh, caramel covered apples, things like that, and uh, and various festive costumes, you know, and so, if you really go back, it's really interesting how some of those traditions, like, okay, the costumes were dished for a while, then eventually they came back, and it used to be about warding off ghosts, and it came about celebrating a Christian Catholic holiday, and then, oh, now it's a community holiday, and it's really interesting when you just watch history, and you see all that happen, so, um, parties focused on these various things, and then it's, it moved away from supernatural overtones quite a bit and so that's one of the biggest things is today when you think halloween you generally think of people who put up spider webs on their front lawn maybe kids who walk around and knock on doors in costumes say trick-or-treat they get some candy maybe adults get together uh hang out with their friends watch a movie things along that nature so uh and then of course there are there is like every holiday like new year's eve even There's always the people who go out to be sinful. Like, you know, we're going to go to this party. We're going to wear costumes that show half of our bodies. We're going to try to hook up with somebody, get drunk. High, just get completely lit, and uh, you know, hmm, we'll see what happens. You know, so there are there are sinful aspects, especially in that area. But when you're talking about you know, the general gist of what Halloween has become today, I think it's important to make some distinctions. There's some important distinctions to make here. First off, uh, just I'm going to kind of hit some of these rapid fire that people object to, which is, well, it celebrates like ghost stories and evil, like. Witches and it celebrates all these things. The ghost stories, therefore, it's bad. Well, not necessarily. Stories are fictional, right? Stories are fake. They're fictional. They're entirely fabricated. And if these stories are bad, then so is any other fictional piece, any other fictional story. If you're just saying because it's you know this creature is dark and it's evil that the story is about, um, well, it's fictional. You know, it's not true. So if not true stories are are bad, then all not true stories are bad and I don't think that's really an accurate way to look at things and also people say well because of the ghost stories and because of maybe the stories about serial killers or whatever during this season or my Freddy Krueger shirt uh, I'm wearing that's not intentional but anyway uh You know, it glorifies violence. It glorifies violence and evil, and it lifts these things up. So, therefore, it's bad. Well, I also want to make sure you guys realize that's not necessarily the case either. Containing something doesn't necessarily mean it's glorifying it. Containing is different than glorifying. The Bible contains a lot of horrific things within it. It does not necessarily mean it's glorifying it. I just got done reading the story of Absalom uh, with David, and, you know, then there's the uh, there's Amnon and the rape of Tamar and it's like that's not just because it contains those things doesn't mean it's glorifying it it's just this is something bad and in fact I would actually step out on a limb here and say action movies celebrate more violence than horror movies even okay if we're going to use the movies as our example here action movies glorify violence and evil usually more than horror movies and that's because horror movies the whole point is to make you feel dread while watching it the whole point is to be negative it's going yeah look how horrible this is look how negative this is aren't you scared aren't you uncomfortable cuz this is bad and then you turn around you watch John Wick and it's like oh look how beast he is. He just mows everyone down. I wish I could be John Wick and kill everybody. You know, it's like power fantasy over here, which actually feeds your more violent tendencies. There's a stronger case to be made there. Now, I don't think that necessarily, but I'm just saying there's a stronger case to be made there than to say that a horror movie that contains uh, a fictional CG'd or practical effects monster is, you know, is trying to give you this idea of dread and horror and how bad it is, that is less so than probably over here. So I always found that to be funny. But then again, again, containing is different than glorifying. Like when I watch Saving Private Ryan, for example, I don't believe it's glorifying violence. I actually think it is distinctly showing the horrors of war. And, you know, when you watch it, that's why you get sucked into it. That's why you feel for the characters in it because you are seeing how bad it is. So I think that is that is uh, that I don't think that objection really flies either. Like it glorifies violence. Now, do some movies glorify evil things? Of course, but not all movies. You can't sit there and just broad brush an entire spectrum like that. Um, so, and also watching something to understand a point of view or understand something is different than watching it to glorify. Uh, for example, if you happen to write, you should go watch my cuties, uh, video, but when I had wanted to comment on Cuties, I already had a pretty strong opinion about it, but I decided to look up clips of it to make sure that I was making the proper deduction. And what I saw was horrifying, as many people agree. And I was like, I don't need to watch the whole movie. That's pretty bad. So I watched it to understand it versus watching it to glorify it. You know what I mean? So intent matters here a little bit as to what you're doing. And if you're saying that well, you're going out Okay, so you're right, all right, fictional stories are fictional. No, ghost stories are whatever, they're just fictional stories. Uh, and you know, it's no more bad than me telling a fictional story of you know Superman or Batman. It's just completely fake, uh, usually with a moral or some sort of intent behind it, some sort of literary theme. You know, okay, you're right, maybe that's, maybe we can dismiss that, you know, that's not a strong case. And maybe I can't say it glorifies something. But, you know, when you are celebrating Halloween, you are, participating in pagan worship. So therefore, it's bad because it's paganism. Well, for me, I'll personally think, I I have talked, I've gone round and round with different people, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I'm going to be a contrarian here, not for the sake of I honestly think this. I don't honestly believe that you can equate celebrating American Halloween in the 21st century, I don't think you could equate that with participating in pagan worship. Why? When God says, don't worship me like the other people worship me, I, when I celebrate Halloween and, I, and we joke around and put on a costume like at the beginning of this video and I had a costume on, does that mean I'm worshiping God in a pagan way? No, I wasn't even worshiping God at that point. I was being funny, right? I was just wearing a costume and being silly. So I believe that's a huge leap. I think that's a huge logical leap to say, well, if you do these things on this day, you are wor- pagan worshipping. Uh, not um, easy. I don't. That is not the same thing. What Halloween has become is far different than what it used to be. Now, granted, if you, if it was me trying to make 2,000 years ago, and I was like at, at Samhain, and I'm like, well, I'm out here, you know, burning down things and making sacrifices too, like everybody else. Yes, that would be wor- that would be engaging with the worship. But this is a com- something completely different, because you could honestly make that case for anything, right? Well, is you're glorifying, you're, you're glorifying or participating in if you're capitalism. Okay. Well, therefore you are celebrating and worshiping money. If you're doing this, you're worshiping that. If you're, you know, you could really kind of, it could just get ridiculous depending on how many, how many lines you want to draw. And I find it to be incredibly arbitrary and difficult to track with. So anyway, like I said, that's a huge leap for me uh, to say that it's participating in pagan worship when Halloween is far different now than what it used to be. Here's the thing, people aren't burning sacrifices. They're having friends over. People aren't carving pumpkins to ward off ghosts. They are—they are, they are actually now carving pumpkins for fun. In fact, some people do really amazing artwork with them, and other people like me make it kind of look like you know it might have some sort of physical deformity. You know, I'm really bad at carving pumpkins, but it's fun to just do with friends, and then you bake the seeds, and it's fun. It's—it's just—it's an innocent activity, and you can't tell me that just because pagans at one point carved pumpkins they now somehow claim all ownership over pumpkin carving that there's no way to do it in an innocent way just like you can't tell me getting together with my friends you know just because pagans celebrated this day thousands of years ago one way and just because we i celebrate or hang out with friends that day is suddenly the exact same thing. It's, it's simply not. I, you just can't tell me they're the same. I just honestly can't see how that works. So celebrating harvest also isn't pagan. You know, that's the other thing. Well, you know, you're celebrating the harvest. Uh, shouldn't you be thanking God? I think farmers do thank God. But if you're celebrating just the general idea of, hey, another harvest season done right before the cold winter, that's great. It's no more pagan than celebrating the 4th of July. See, the 4th of July, for example, you know, is everyone celebrating our nation's independence in America? For those of my European listeners, I apologize, but we kicked your butt. It's, sorry, you guys, just it, you can't de- defeat us. We're Americans. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, my again, my buddy Andrew from Europe. Him and I give him and I give each other a hard time. He I always tell him Happy Treason Day on the Fourth of July. But think about it. If somebody could just as easily say on the 4th of July, well, you're worshiping your nation. And it's like, no, I'm celebrating it by watching fireworks and having a cookout. You know, I'm just, I'm just participating in a general overall celebration with my friends, just like me getting together on Halloween with friends, watching the original scream and putting my child in an innocent costume isn't worshiping anything. It is literally a totally separate activity at this point. Just because it happens on the same day. You know, think about it. If I I literally did, if we did everything not on October 31st, the same things We just knocked on doors for candy and kids dress up in costumes. Would people be having a fit? I don't think they would, honestly. So one thing to understand is that things do change over time. Things change a lot over time. Ireland and many other nations have deep pagan roots, right? Especially European countries. Now, again, we as Americans struggle with that because our nation's not that old. It's a very young nation. We didn't have as much paganism, and the pagans that were here, well... The indigenous people, we know what happened to them. So anyway, many things in their culture, uh, like in Ireland, for example, are traditionally dated back to various pagan beliefs. But over time, it became a cultural tradition rather than a pagan worship participation. For example, the four-leaf clover was once a sign of pagan luck, right? There it was this idea of, hey, you get good luck, this, this four-leaf clover and all that good jazz, or like uh, horseshoe, things along those, that nature. Like, if you, go, you go into it, it's like, okay, but that became something that, instead of symbolizing a pagan belief, it began to symbolize just proud Irish heritage. That's why, like, you know, there's this place called, uh, what, Flanagan's here downtown? And what is there is it's an Irish pub, and what do they have inevitably, clovers and you know if you wanted to you could go back and trace the pagan heritage to that and go whoa that is celebrating paganism or you could just say yeah that meaning has changed over time and if symbol cultural symbols like that can change over time then i don't see how certain days and what we do in those days can't change over time too because it's entirely arbitrary so, context matters in many things, right? Like carving pumpkins. If I carve a pumpkin, put a little candle in it, and to try to ward off evil spirits, then I am participating in paganism. Or if you realize the fact that that doesn't do jack and all you like to do is carve a pumpkin for kicks and giggles, um, just hanging out and making it a family activity and seeing who can carve the best pumpkin and everyone can carve a better pumpkin than me, then that context is different. It becomes a family activity rather than a pagan activity. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, the day is arbitrary, right? October 31st, is a completely arbitrary thing, and you know uh, what we assign to it. But here's the thing God can redeem sinful people, right? It would seem weird uh, for Christians to say that a day couldn't be redeemed either. Certain activities can't be redeemed. I just find it very odd that we go, well, this particular arbitrary day. With these arbitrary actions, like costumes, right? Costumes uh, aren't sinful in Broadway. If someone is in a play, wearing a costume is not sinful. Wearing a costume at a church event or at school isn't, isn't sinful. Uh, or if you're in a movie, wearing a costume isn't sinful. So why it, you can't say wearing a costume on October 31st suddenly becomes sinful? That makes sin about as subjective as it gets. It's either it's a sin or it's not. And what makes things a sin? Certain things are objectively sinful, right? Like, you know, murder is objectively always sinful. But if I'm participating in something in order to worship a pagan god, now that is an objective sin as well but not necessarily wearing, the co- wearing a costume. A costume isn't necessarily worshiping a pagan god. A lot of reasons why someone might wear a costume, just like many reasons why someone might knock on the door for candy. Uh, so anyway, the intent, so the day is arbitrary, the actions are arbitrary, the methods of celebration are arbitrary, but the intent is not arbitrary. And that's where it really comes to. It is the intent of the heart that dictates the morality in a lot of these situations. Are you are you worshiping God or are you worshiping a pagan god? Are you promoting something that are you promoting something that is sinful or are you merely commenting on something that is sinful? This would be a liberty issue in many ways. So for so the conclusion of this, can or should a Christian celebrate Halloween? I can't say you should, and I can't say you shouldn't. I can't say you can or can't, but I will say this is a liberty issue. If you haven't already, this is why I did did it at the very beginning. Go all the way back to my individual soul liberty video. Individual soul liberty, look it up. Uh, We'll link it at the end of this video. So this would seem to be a liberty issue. I cannot be convinced that what Halloween was Samhain, whatever, over 2,000 years ago is the same pagan evil today. To say so would start creating all sorts of questions and inconsistencies. I can see why some Christians or some people would be uncomfortable with it just merely because of the imagery, right? Like, okay, that's, that's a little gruesome. I don't really want my kids to go to to that or whatever. I can see why some of those things, but different kids can handle different things. You know, certain kids are like more enthralled with that sort of thing. They find it fun and other kids find it scary. Just like, you know, certain kids might find a roller coaster terrifying, but other kids find it amazing. Those of you who are terrified of it, I'm with you, man i hate roller coasters can't stand them go uh, go to amusement park and i'm the lame guy just walking around sipping a pepsi the entire time just with an elephant ear i'm good with rides i don't do rides so for Christians to find this holiday evil. Now, if you are a Christian, you're like, this holiday is evil because of the pagan roots. It's the roots of, of it that make it evil. Well, in order to be consistent, you'd have to condemn all other holidays like Easter and Christmas and not let because they have major pagan uh backgrounds as well but have evolved and changed over time and, and really Christmas is hardly a Christian holiday unless you're a Christian because it's become something totally different it's become kind of a gift-giving time for most people as opposed to celebrating the birth of Christ so context matters so some Christians are willing to do that and I would say they're more consistent right if you say one pagan one thing with pagan roots is bad then you got to label all things with pagan roots as bad. But I would believe and I'd be of the persuasion that it is the intent of your heart and what you're participating in when you're doing that. So, you know, for me, knocking on the doors with my child is not the same thing as worshiping a pagan God. So I personally can't see, though, how it can be applied consistently. So if you say well this is tied to this pagan thing and if you go back you can't worship and you uh, you equate engaging in arbitrary activities as not arbitrary actually and you say these are pagan rooted then I don't understand how you can apply that consistently for example are ambulances now evil because they have the staff of Hermes on them and we all know Hermes is a pagan god and so now am I not allowed to ride in an ambulance because that is directly connected to paganism now. You see what I mean? Like, at what point do you draw the line? It just seems like there's a lot of arbitrary lines and we wouldn't be able to apply it consistently. It seems the only way to apply this consistently is to ask yourself, Am I, in Deuteronomy, it says, don't worship me as the pagans do. Don't incorporate the way they worship the way... and that, Celebrated cultural, arbitrary, whatever, is not worshiping God in the way that the pagans do, okay? It is actually completely detached. It doesn't really glorify God. Um, it doesn't really dishonor God either. It is just like a normal activity, just like, you know, playing basketball doesn't necessarily glorify God. Now, you can do certain things with a good intent and, you know, maybe to honor God in various ways in those areas. But anyway, I'm not going to pursue that rabbit. But... Christian, let me bring it back. This is a liberty issue. So don't sin against your conscience. If you're really actually bothered by it and you actually think it's, you know... so. Leave it alone, okay? I'm not telling you sin against your conscience. But also, I'm not going to sit there and say, this is definitely sinful. You know, this, you are evil if you engage in this. This does not, that doesn't seem to be uh, something that can be logically or biblically held up either. Because, again, it would become incredibly arbitrary between the four-leaf clover symbology and the staff of Hermes alone. and you—we; Those are just two examples that are pretty mainstream that, what, does that thing now become evil because of what it's attached to? And uh, I don't think that's true. True, especially when it's evolved and changed and shifted so much over time. So, anyway, I hope this video was helpful for some of you. I hope this podcast was helpful for some of my audio listeners. Actually, we're doing pretty well on audio, which is weird because our I always intended this to be more of a video produced show, but we're doing all right on audio. So, whatever it is, what it is. But thank you guys for watching, like, subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. And if this has been helpful for you, if if this idea of me just walking through this, please share it along with friends who are doubtful or or. or are are questioning some of these things because I understand how these things can be complicated. You know, I'm not doing this to, you know, try to cause division. We're doing this to try to unite people, to make people go, oh, maybe I shouldn't cause division over that. I now see the other side. And, you know, there are people who are legitimately bothered just because of the, some of the disturbing imagery. And let's be real, there is some disturbing imagery attached to Halloween. And I can see why some people wouldn't want to be involved in that at all. But there's a, you know, that's also a liberty issue as well, because that gets kind of subjective. You know, as to what people, what affects people differently. So anyhow, let's not make a bigger fuss over things than we need to. Uh, if you want to celebrate Halloween, have a great time doing it. Um, you know, just do so in all things, honoring God. And, you know, don't, don't dive into sin. Don't use that as an excuse to go, you know, get hammered, get sloshed, or go engage in hookup culture. And certainly do not worship <laughs> in a pagan sort of way. Just, be innocent. Have a good time if you're going to do it. So, anyway, thank you guys for watching. Appreciate it. You all take care. God bless.
0: <laughs> spooky season. I love spooky season. The podcast, the changing of leaves the murdering, the ghosting. This is my favorite time of the year! <laughs> I forgot my life! Tabitha? I was like, I was very much you Spooky season! Oh, wait, <laughs> You're supposed to say you're not supposed to do that, you're a great kid! I know! I know! i I only have so much candy corn! I'm, I'm fanning! I told you I suck at this! You have one job! No, you're not supposed to do that, you're a Christian! I know, I keep hearing you say spooky season, so that's all that's playing in my head. You're not supposed to do that, you're a Christian! Okay. Say it with me now. You're not supposed to do that, you're a Christian! Don't laugh in the middle. Ah, okay. Say it like you're Brenda. My mom would say, what are you doing? You're not supposed to do that.
1: <laughs> okay, say it like your your mom was a Karen.
0: No, that's actually perfect. That's great. Okay, did you hear that? Yes, I heard it. You're not supposed to do that. You're a Christian. That's perfect. Yes, that's good. I'm going to forget my line again. Okay, go. Sorry. Okay, Brian, take two. Yeehaw! All right.